A Day at the Carnival by C.M. Fay Feng Savan at Storyweaver. It's Carnival Day. Hooray! shouts Little Mouse. Hooray! shouts Little Mouse. Hooray! shouts Tiny Mouse. They plan to ride every ride. But don't lose me, Tiny Mouse tells his brothers. They race each other on toy cars. They go up and down on the merry-go-round. They ride the winding caterpillar coaster. They take a spin on the Ferris wheel. The brothers walk to the balloon cart and they each buy a balloon. One balloon, two balloons. Wait, where is Tiny Mouse? Little Mouse and Littler Mouse run to the toy cars. Tiny Mouse isn't there. They run to the merry-go-round. Tiny Mouse isn't there. They run to the caterpillar coaster. Tiny Mouse isn't there either. They run to the ferris wheel. Thank goodness, there is Tiny Mouse. The little mice each buy a glass of sugarcane juice. One glass, two glasses, three glasses. What a fantastic day at the carnival. Hooray, hooray, hooray. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Ollie the Octopus and Suki the Spider by Phoebe Coughlin Octopus Ollie with tentacles eight loves Suki the Spider, his furry soulmate. Together they enter each game and each race. And with so many legs, they're the perfect showcase. They've won umpteen trophies and titles galore. In tap dance and samba, they own the dance floor. And animals travel from faraway lands to marvel at juggling with eight pairs of hands. Their knitting's a mess, yet they'll still finish first. They'll cross-stitch a scarf in a one-minute burst. You can't help but gape at their speedy display, and no one could match them till one rainy day. A centipede waltzed into town with blue wellies and with him, a caterpillar eating blueberries. The new friends in town won the race at the fate. With 100 legs, they outran those with eight. We've lost, Suki cried. That's not happened before. It's fine, Ollie said, for they can't leave the shore. I'll swim out to sea. You can sit on my head. We'll win trophies galore in the ocean instead. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Welcome to Storyberries Radio. You can read along with any of our stories all for free at our website, storyberries.com. Just like me, 
by Hanny Dutois at Bookdash. It's Raha's birthday next week. She's excited about inviting her new friends to her party. Who will you invite? asks Mum. You've only been at school a few months. The kids all seem so very different, don't they? No, Mum, I have lots of new friends, says Raha. I want to invite Zarina. She wants to be a ballerina, just like me. Oh, lovely, says Mum. Let's play some dance music then. I hope that Sikalili can come too. He sings in the school choir, just like me. Oh, that's good. We'll all have fun singing too. Can we invite Shushila? She's got fluffy kittens, just like me. Yes, let's. She'll have fun playing with our kittens too. And we must invite Yongnam. She loves pink cupcakes even more than I do. It's lucky I'm making cupcakes then, says Mum. She can have the pink ones. Oh, thanks, Mum. I can't wait. Oh, Raha, I'm so excited to meet all of your friends. They sound so special, just like you. But what about you? You love books, don't you? Just like me. Would you like to come to my party too? The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Paco the Pigeon Disappears by Tukupasha Ali Kasongo at Bookdash. This is Paco the Pigeon. Paco goes, Coo, coo. She flies and spreads out her wings. She loves to fly over Namawai and Dairene's house as they play crisscross every day. Coo, coo. Paco, Paco. Namwai and Dairene love to imitate Paco. They spread their little hands and run around the house. One day, Paco did not fly over the house as usual. Where could she be? Dairene, Namwai and the cat looked for Paco in the garden, but she was not there. They looked in the sky and they could not see Paco anywhere. This made them very sad. Cat called to Paco, Meow! Meow! Cat heard Paco reply and he followed the sound. Coo! Coo! Oh no! Paco was caught in a thicket. Not to worry, I have soft and tender paws. See? Cat gently took Paco to Namwai and Dairene. They could see that Paco had hurt her wing. Paco's wing was very sore, but the girls took good care of her. With Mum's help, Namwai and Dairene bandaged Paco's wing to help her heal quickly. Coo, coo! When Paco healed, she flew home, but she would fly to the girl's window each morning. The girls would shout, Good morning, Paco! Meow, meow! The end. 
Thank you for reading with Storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Wants to have friends by Futsadi Kionilafa at Storyweaver. Uu, the little porcupine, likes to dance, sing, and play. What he does not like are the sharp spines all over his body called quills. They get in the way of his fun. No one else likes them either. At the playground, no one wants to play with him. At camp, no one wants to share a tent with him. Don't sleep with us, Oo, they complain. Your quills will poke us. One day, a little mouse approaches and says, Oo, your quills make you special. The little mouse wants to help, so he makes a special shirt for Oo to wear. Oo wears the shirt and goes out to meet the other animals. Don't come near us. We're afraid of the sharp quills on your back, they say. What quills? asks Oo. I don't have any. The other animals laugh, and Oo sees that his quills have pierced through his special new shirt. Feeling sad, Oo goes back to his only friend, the little mouse. Don't worry, my prickly friend, the little mouse says. I have another idea. What are you doing? Oo asks. Just wait and see, Oo, says the little mouse. Now let's go and meet the other animals, the little mouse suggests. Oo is excited to show off his new quills. Everyone comes over to admire Oo's colourful new quills, and soon they realise they aren't so scary after all. We're sorry, Oo, they say. And they all go play together. The end. Thank you for reading with Storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. The Day It Rained Fish by Ramendra Kumar at Storyweaver. Avanti was the zookeeper of Pitara Zoo. There were many, many animals in Pitara, but Avanti's best friend was Balu the bear. Balu was big, brown and strong. On his fourth birthday, Avanti organised a little party for Balu. Balu, can you blow out all the candles at once? Avanti asked. Of course, said Balu. He filled his chest with air. He huffed and puffed and puffed and huffed and went whoosh. The blast of air blew the candles out. Then rising up, it crashed into the clouds in the sky and all of a sudden there was a roar of thunder and it started to rain. Hey, it's raining fish, Avanti shouted. Balu looked around with wonder. Then he picked up a huge basket and ran around collecting fish as they fell from the sky. Every time the basket filled, he dropped the fish in a little pond and ran back for more. Then, 
As he was rushing for the tenth time to the pond, he turned back. The water level had risen and he could see that Avanti was scared. Baloo came back quickly, picked Avanti up and placed her on his shoulders. Avanti put her arms around Baloo's neck and thanked him. Soon the clouds disappeared and the sun came out. It was bright and cheerful once again. I will never again ask you to blow the candles out, said Avanti. Why? asked Baloo. Who knows? Next time it might start raining frogs, Avanti said. And the two friends started laughing. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Welcome to Storyberries Radio. You can read along with any of our stories all for free at our website storyberries.com. Mama Antelope's House by Florence Marundu at Bookdash. Long ago, all the animals lived in a village. Mama Antelope had a big house. One day, Hare wanted to play a trick. He thought and thought and thought. He crept into Mama Antelope's house. He closed the door and made a lot of noise. Mama Antelope came home. Who is in my house? she cried. Hyena, please help. Someone is in my house. Knock, knock, knock. Open the door, howled Hyena. But the door did not open. Crash, snap. Hyena called Giraffe. Open the door, shouted Giraffe. Bang, smash. But the door did not open. Giraffe called Zebra. Open the door, yelled Zebra. But the door did not open. Bash, boom. Zebra called Elephant. He was big and strong. Open the door, commanded Elephant. But the door did not open. Boom, boom, boom. Mama Antelope was sad. All the animals were sad. Who was in Mama Antelope's house? The birds sang. The butterflies flapped. The bees buzzed. Open the door, they all cried. Baby Antelope came home. Who is in our house? Please open the door, she asked sweetly. The door opened. It was Hare. Hare was smiling. He loved tricks. Hurrah, hurrah! Mama Antelope and Baby Antelope are happy. The animals are happy. Mama Antelope's house is open at last. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Welcome to Storyberries Radio. You can read along with any of our stories all for free at our website storyberries.com. Marley's Friend by Rujeko Moyo at Bookdash. Marley enjoys playing by himself. 
He likes to be a pilot, swooshing around the house with his paper plane. Swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. Then a taxi driver, hooting around the yard with his wire car. Beep, beep, beep. Marley never goes out to play with others. Gogo says, "Marley, go out and play Ibhola with the others." But Marley does not enjoy himself. Gogo says, "Marley, look, the children are playing Ibhathi. Go out and play." Marley tries again, but he does not enjoy himself. Gogo tries one more time. Marley, go out and play Mafonsalana with the others. Once again, Marley tries. He does not enjoy himself. There is a knock on the door. Co co co. It's Lucidi from next door. She has come to play. Marley is shy. He does not know how to play with Lucidi. Lucidi asks him if he would like to make mud pies and cakes. They make mud pies and cakes, and even pancakes and biscuits. Marley enjoys himself very much. Lucidi comes back again. She shows Marley how to play ingedo. Marley has trouble throwing, moving, and catching the stones. But he gets better at the game. Marley enjoys himself very much. Marley then shows Lucidi how to make a paper plane. They go all around the house, swooshing their planes. Oh, they laugh a lot. Marley asks Lucidi, "Can I come to your house to play tomorrow?" Of course you can. She laughs. The next morning. After gobbling down his porridge, Marley takes out his wire car. Where are you going, Marley? asks Gogo. I'm going out to play with Lucidi. He laughs. The end. Thank you for reading with Storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. First place by Nguyen Pham Tu Trinh, translator Rose Larson at Storyweaver. Rabbit was about to start at a new school. He was so nervous. How will I make new friends? He wondered. Maybe if I come in first place at everything, people will like me. On the first day of school, Rabbit woke up before the sun. He wanted to reach the school first before anyone else. But bee, cat, and owl were already there. I'll have to try to be first at something else, he thought. A few weeks later, it was Rabbit's birthday, and the whole class celebrated with cake. Rabbit was determined to eat more cake than anyone else in his class. But the big-bellied pig and the quick-pawed dog beat him to it. I know, Rabbit thought. Sports day is coming up. I'll practice hard and be first place in the foot race. He trained every day after school. But the slow and steady turtle won the race instead. How strange! 
Second place again, thought Rabbit sadly. The school held an art competition, so Rabbit tried his best to draw the prettiest picture. But the clever dog drew the best one. A few months had gone by and the class had an essay due. Rabbit was determined to write the longest essay in the whole class. But the sentimental cat wrote an even longer one. Finally, during math class, Rabbit went to the board and tried to solve a math sum with the least number of steps. He felt certain that he would be the best at math. But the wise owl went up to the board and solved it faster. Rabbit was beaten again. Rabbit was crushed. He trudged back sadly to his desk with his head hanging low. He burst into tears. I can't win first place in anything. No one will ever want to be my friend. Bee, turtle, pig, dog, cat and owl came over to comfort him. You don't need to come in first place to impress us. You are already our friend and we like you very much. Now Rabbit has the most number of friends. He's friends with his whole class. Finally, a first place for Rabbit. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Adriana Chocolate Princess by Macasmadu. Mummy! Mummy! Adriana was calling her mum, very scared. Grandma told me she wanted to eat me up. Adri, darling, nobody is going to eat you, her mother answered, reassuring her. It's just a turn of phrase to tell you how sweet you are, like chocolate. Sweet? I don't want to be sweet like chocolate. I want to be like all the other children at school, said Adriana. And what are the other children at Adriana's school like, her mum asked. Well, they're not like chocolate, Adriana answered, giving a great sigh. So, are your friends from school all the same, her mother asked her. No, Adriana answered angrily. What a question, mum. They are all very different. Of course, said her mother, but I'm sure they are all very sweet too. Tell me what your friends from school are like, Adriana, said her mother. And Adriana began to tell her. Well, there's a blonde girl. Her skin is pink, but it often turns red. Aha, the strawberry and cream princess, her mother said. Hmm, strawberries and cream are sweet, exclaimed Adriana. She kept thinking. There's another girl who's from China. She has smiling eyes and her skin is the colour of vanilla. Her mother interrupted her. You didn't know? It's the vanilla princess. Adriana almost had a fit of laughter. I love vanilla, she screeched. And don't you have any friends who are boys, Adri? Are you only friends with girls? Her mum asked her. Yes, yes, a red-haired boy. He's got lots of freckles, Adriana answered. Hmm, her mother was thinking. Clearly it's the carrot cake prince. Right, Adri? Adriana nodded. And I also have another friend, she suddenly remembered. A girl who has skin like mine, but a little lighter, she said. The caramel princess, exclaimed her mother. Caramel ice cream? Adriana asked. 
Of course, Seiji. It's true, Mummy. She is sweet too. And then, Mummy, what am I? Adri asked her mum. Well, you are the chocolate princess, her mum said, smiling. Do you know who best friends of the chocolate princesses are? Her mum asked her. Adriana shrugged. Well, the unicorns that you like so much. Are they chocolate too, Mummy? Asked Adriana, intrigued. No, Adri, they're made from sugar. They come in lots of different colours too. And even though they are so different, they are all the greatest of friends, her mother told her. Like me and the school kids, exclaimed Adriana. We're all different, but we are all friends. Also, I'm going to tell you a secret, her mother whispered in her ear. Everyone loves chocolate. The end. Thank you for reading with Storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. The Caterpillar Who Loved Shoes by Jade Maitre Kynan the caterpillar didn't have six legs like all the other caterpillars. He had 100 legs and Kynan loved shoes. He loved red ones and blue ones, high ones and practical ones, sensible ones and silly ones, and luckily Having 100 feet, he could wear all of them at once. There was just two teeny tiny little problems. Firstly, some of his legs were so far away. I mean, really far. He couldn't even see the end of his body with all those legs, let alone know where to put his feet. The second and related problem was, because some of those feet were so far away, he had never learnt to tie his shoes. And even if he knew how to tie his shoes, practical realities being what they were, being one little caterpillar tying all of your own shoes would always take a very, very long time. So what did he rely on to tie up all those shoes that needed tying? His friends. Friends who knew how to tie shoelaces and friends who knew how to help. Do you know how to tie shoelaces? You make a loop with one side. The other lace goes towards you, around the garden, and then it wants to come in the gate, head first. Pull on the head and abracadabra, another loop. Just pull it all tight and you're done. Kynan watched what I just showed you, and now he could see how to tie his shoes. But it was still going to take a very long time because a lot of the shoes he loved had laces. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Luckily, Kynan had so many friends who could help him do the things he didn't find easy. The butterflies, for example, could help push the light little ballet slippers on his faraway feet. The butterflies could flutter their wings very fast and push them onto his feet with just the air. His ant friends got together and put the sneakers on. They were also very diligent about lacing them up. Teamwork all the way. His spider friends were fantastic at tying. They had eight arms, so could tie four long knee-high boots at once. When Spidey's got on the job, those shoes went on quick. Little Mouse was quick and careful. She could slide his heels on or nose his toes into flip-flops. When all of Kynan's friends came together, it only took a jiffy to get his shoes on. 
Now it was time to visit his cousin Worm in his cosy hole. Except when he got there, uh-oh. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Finbar and the Firefly by Stacy Shimke. Finbar. Finbar loves to run through the woods in the summer. He runs all day and never on a leash. One day, Finbar noticed something strange was sitting in the tall grass. Who are you? asked Finbar. I'm Francois, the firefly, replied the beetle with a grin. Who are you? I'm Finbar, the border collie. Want to play? Francois tried to teach Finbar how to fly. Finbar tried to teach Francois how to bark. Neither had much success, but they had fun trying. From that moment on, Finbar and Francois were fast friends. Finbar and Francois had wandered deep into the forest and lost track of time. Now it was dark. Finbar suddenly realised this and said, I think I'd better get home before it gets too dark and I can't find my way. Francois just smiled and said, Bright idea, Finbar. I have all the light we'll need. And just like that, Francois lit up like a floating Christmas light, twinkling and shimmering through the forest, leading Finbar home. That's like magic, Francois, Finbar exclaimed with wonderment. Can you teach me that trick? We'll see, Finbar, said Francois with a glow. We'll see. Will I see you tomorrow, Francois? Will you be in the grass? yelled Finbar as Francois flew away. We'll see, said Francois. We'll see. The next day, Finbar ran with glee and bounce to the grass where he'd met Francois the day before. He yelled and yelped for Francois, but only silence. Gloomy and glum, Finbar was about to give up and go home when another firefly appeared in the grass. What's your name? asked Finbar with delight. I'm Ferdinand, the firefly, replied the beetle. And your name is Finbar, I presume. That's right, said Finbar. Ferdinand and Finbar played until after dark, without a care in the world, knowing the firefly's luminous ways. With the stars coming out and Finbar safe at home, he barked, Will I see you tomorrow, Ferdinand? Will you be in the grass? We'll see, Finbar, said Ferdinand. We'll see. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. A Puppy Lost in Paris by Jade Maitre. 
Baxter was big, grey and gangly. He had a big wolf and long, floppy tongue. It was hard to imagine Baxter ever getting lost. But one day, that's just what happened. He was chasing a particularly curious-looking ball when he squeezed under a bush and... Suddenly, everything looked different. Baxter tried to squeeze back into the hole in the bush, but his big legs and body wouldn't fit in the tiny hole anymore. So he gave a short bark, looked around him and decided to smell his way back to Oliver. Baxter put his nose to the ground and followed it along the fence. He smelled lavender and roses, fresh dirt and cut grass. The fence finished and he came to a busy road. Across the road was a bakery and he could smell the warm bread and croissant, the tarts and chocolate cakes. But Oliver was not in the bakery and so he did not cross the busy road. He turned away and tried another path. As he sniffed along the footpath, he smelled rubbish bins and scooters. He smelled ladies' perfume and sweet oranges. He smelled old books and maps and ancient postage stamps. He smelled the bus brakes as it stopped at the bus stop and a group of children got off. Baxter looked very hard, but none of them looked like Oliver. Turning into a gallery, he suddenly smelled a cat. The cat smelled him too. It hissed. Baxter scuttled out of the gallery and followed the path down to the river. When he got to the river, he smelled gulls and wind, fish and boat gasoline. As he descended closer to the arcades, he smelled the dank aroma of water and moss where it had grown on the stones. And then he smelled someone's leftover sandwich. Yum! He ate it. But still no Oliver. Sadly, Baxter loped back towards the park. Perhaps he was lost forever. But as he followed his nose, feeling sad and lonely, he suddenly caught a smell of the most delicious smell in the world. It was a sweaty smell and somewhat like chocolate bars and football socks. It was Oliver. They hugged. Baxter licked him all over his face. Poo, said Oliver, doggy breath. But it was quite possibly the nicest smell in Paris. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. A Goldfish Adventure for Tatters and Fred by Patty Gorky Timmy was excited. He had just won a goldfish in a bag at the school carnival by throwing a ping-pong ball into a cup of water. Timmy's best friend Peter had won a goldfish too, but Peter's mum said one pet was enough. They already had a cat. So Timmy now had two goldfish. Timmy's mum took him to the pet store and he came home with a goldfish bowl, a plastic plant, 
a few pebbles and a stone castle big enough for both fish and some fish food. Timmy named his fish Tatters and Fred, Tatters because he had a slit in his tail. Timmy was careful not to give Tatters and Fred too many fish food flakes. It was fun to watch them open their mouths and gobble the flakes from the surface of the water. Timmy also liked to watch Tatters and Fred dart in and out of their castle. They liked to chase each other around the bowl. In no time at all, Tatters and Fred became best of friends, just like Timmy and Peter. It was a hot July day when Timmy decided to cool off in the creek that ran behind his house. He took Tatters and Fred with him so they could watch him splash around in the water. But Timmy backed into the fishbowl while kicking off his shoes and both goldfish plopped into the creek. Plop, plop! My fish, Timmy cried, and he ran up to the house to tell his mum what had happened. It didn't take long for the creek's current to carry Tatters and Fred downstream. Fred ended up in a quiet pool of water, surrounded by big rocks and some tree limbs. He felt safe, but lonely, because Tatters was no longer with him. Tatters was carried to the other side of the creek, right across from Fred. His new home was not very comfortable for a fish. Also, he really missed Fred, so he decided to go look for him. I'm coming, Fred! The creek's current was strong, but Tatters was a good swimmer. He kept getting pushed farther downstream, but he fanned his tail fins back and forth as fast as he could and ended up on the opposite side of the creek. And there he found Fred in his quiet pool of water, surrounded by small boulders and fallen tree limbs. There were even secret hideaways in the rocks, just like in their castle in the bowl. Fred was so happy to see his best friend Tatters again that he swam right over and gave him a big goldfish kiss. And Tatters was overjoyed to see his best friend Fred. Tatters and Fred explored their quiet pool of water together, surrounded by rocks and tree limbs. They felt very safe and were so happy to be together once again. The End Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Anna and Iris's Big Task by Reshma Tapagurang at Storyweaver. Anna and Iris had been given a big task. The task of showing Norgay, the new student, around. Make him feel welcome, said Raigurama, their class teacher. As soon as the morning bell rang, they went up to Norgay and invited him to the next class. In Dharma class, Lopen La brought out a big singing bowl. Let's get ready for meditation, he said. Lopen La tapped the bowl with a wooden mallet. There was a loud clang. He moved the stick along the rim of the bowl. A humming sound filled the room, like many bees buzzing. Anna felt the vibration on her skin. She peered at Norgay and saw him smiling at the singing bowl. Soon it was time for lunch. Anna and Iris took Norgay to the canteen. What do you think we have for lunch? Norgay asked. 
Anna stopped and sniffed. It was a familiar aroma of ginger and garlic and all kinds of spices she didn't know the names of. It smells like my mum's kitchen when she makes chicken curry, she said excitedly. Indeed, there was fluffy white rice and soft and juicy chicken curry. They gobbled up the food, smacking their lips and licking their fingers. Even Norgay. After lunch, Anna and Iris went out to play. Norgay quietly followed them. They picked up big globs of mud and squished them between their fingers. They let the soft and slimy mud slide down their hands and run inside their sleeves. It made Norgay laugh. I can teach you how to make a castle, he said softly. So they made castles, ladoos and mud pies together. Just then it started to drizzle. Let's taste the rain, Norgay suggested, feeling the droplets hitting his skin. He opened his mouth, stuck his tongue out and let the raindrops fall. His friends did the same. It tastes like tap water, said Iris. It tastes like nothing, said Norgay. Anna thought it tasted sweet, just like the water from the stream that came down the mountains. The bell rang for science class, but as they ran back to their classroom, a thick fog was rolling up the hill. A blanket of white soon covered everything, even the mighty Kanchenjunga. It was hard to sense anything around them. Anna, Iris and Norgay huddled closer together and slowly made their way back through the dense fog, laughing and talking. Their new friend was so much fun and they couldn't wait for another day of adventures with him. Our senses. What do you think allows us to experience a spicy chicken curry, squishy mud and everything else around us? Humans have sense organs that help us see, smell, hear, taste and touch. Not everyone experiences the world in the same way. Nevertheless, we all use our senses to learn about and navigate the world around us. Imagine you are playing with your friends, just like Anna, Norgay and Iris. Describe your experience with your friends using sensory words. Sensory words describe how we smell, see, hear, taste or feel something. Can you spot the sensory words in this story? The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. Rusty and Me by Jade Maitre Rusty and me have been friends forever. He's a big old bus that used to be a school bus. I saw him once in a car yard, and it was love at first sight. Rusty isn't perfect. His seats are all worn on the inside from taking so many happy butts to and from school. The windows are scratched, and his hubcaps too, because the road to school is bumpy and has lots of gravel. His paint has seen better days. Rusty says I'm a bit the same as him. That's why we're friends. My knee is scratched from playing football and I'm missing a tooth or two. My hair isn't always cut perfect. I sure have changed since I was a perfect little baby. Just like Rusty is a lot less yellow than he used to be. But all the changes in me have been from fun things like playing outside and getting bigger. 
just like Rusty's, are from taking lots of happy kids around the place. One day, I'll be a man, and Rusty will be... Well, Rusty will still be Rusty. Maybe even a little more Rusty than he is now. Anyway, this story is about something that happened to Rusty and me. One day, we were driving through town, and we saw this really nice little red car zoom through. It was shiny and new looking. It had clean upholstery and fresh tyres. The little red car stopped beside us. Hey, it said, I'm Stan. I don't come from around here. I seem to be a bit lost. Do you know where the library is? Rusty and I knew where the library was because it was right next to the school. We told that little red car and he gave a toot and zoomed away. He's a nice looking car, said Rusty. I didn't know then that he was sad. I didn't know that he was looking at that red car's shiny paint and soft, clean seats and was wishing that he looked a bit like that. We kept driving around town like we always do. We put on our favourite song and sang at the tops of our voices. We always like singing when we're driving. Rusty seemed really happy. I was happy and I thought he was too. But that night, while I was sleeping, Rusty was thinking about that red, shiny car again and how different he was to him. The next morning it was bright and sunny. Do you want to go to the beach? At first, Rusty gave his side mirrors a little flap, but then he seemed to remember something and said sadly, No, I think I'll just stay around here. I love Rusty, and I thought he must just be a little tired. No problems, I said. I can go to the beach by myself. And so I set out. I started walking along the road towards the beach. But almost as soon as I started walking, that shiny red new car glided up beside me. Hey, where are you going? said Stan. He was really friendly. I'm going to the beach, I told him. Hey, that sounds like fun. Can I come? he asked. I was about to say yes when suddenly I thought of Rusty. I'll come if my friend Rusty comes, I told him. We drove back to where Rusty was. He looked excited when he saw me, but then sad when he saw Stan. Stan wants to go to the beach with us, I told Rusty. But I only want to go if you come with us. Rusty suddenly realised that I loved him no matter what colour his paint was and what his upholstery looked like. He also looked over and saw Stan smiling and wanting to be friends. And from that moment, it wouldn't have mattered if our new friend was red, blue or tiger coloured because all that mattered was that he was nice and he wanted to spend the day with us. And we did too. The three of us went out and had a great time. Stan even got a tiny dint at the car park where someone accidentally banged his door with theirs. But nobody cared about that because it was one of the greatest days of our lives. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. My Best Friend Crow by Nicolita Nita and Roxana Carmen. This is Rusty, a sweet girl, with her orange hair always messy, skin as pale as her grandma's rice cake, and blushed cheeks sprinkled with freckles. Sometimes, when the sky is covered by clouds and rain is pouring, 
you can find Rusty staring in the mirror, connecting her biggest freckles with a red pen, creating new constellations which she dreams of exploring one day. One autumn day, Rusty went for a walk in the park with her grandma to feed the pigeons. Grandma felt like it was her duty to feed the pigeons, and they seemed to love her. But Rusty didn't like them, and they didn't seem to like her either. When Rusty was giving them a piece of bread, they flew away. Blah! When Grandma gave Rusty another piece of bread to throw, she almost decided to eat it herself. But Grandma shook her head. Those picky pigeons flew away before the piece reached the ground. Then a flutter of black feathers caught Rusty's attention. This bird was big, had black feathers and a sharp beak, and it ate the bread thrown by Rusty. Rusty started giggling happily and threw another piece of bread. The crow caught it immediately. But Grandma chased the crow and it took flight in the tree's branches. Shoo! We don't feed the crows, Grandma explained to Rusty on their way home. They don't deserve bread. Crows are mean and sly. Rusty had other thoughts. She considered them beautiful and they seemed to like her. The next morning, on their favourite bench in the park, the crow was waiting for Rusty and Grandma. Grandma chased it with her bag, but the crow didn't leave. It jumped from side to side on the ground, looking at them with curiosity. Grandma chased it again, then threw a bunch of breadcrumbs on the ground for the pigeons. The crow flew on a branch and looked over to Rusty and Grandma. Rusty looked sadly to the crow and thought how unfair this was. When the sun reached the middle of the sky, Rusty and Grandma started their walk back home. The crow was following them, flying from branch to branch, flitting onto a streetlight, on the ground, and then high up above them. Rusty was amazed. So what if the crow was a crow? It was beautiful, and it didn't seem mean or sly. When they reached home, Rusty waved goodbye to her friend. The next morning, Rusty prepared for her walk in the park. She filled her pockets with breadcrumbs, all for the crow. But where was the crow? Rusty couldn't see it. It wasn't on the bench, or in the branches, nor in the sky or bushes. Rusty returned home sad and disappointed. Her sad face worried her parents and grandma, and they wondered what had happened to their happy girl. In her room, sitting on the edge of the bed, Rusty was feeling sad and lonely. Why didn't anyone want to be her friend? Why didn't the pigeons like her? Why did the crow disappear? Knock, knock! There was a noise coming from the window. Who was watching Rusty with its black, shiny eyes? The crow! Rusty took a chair and climbing on it, she opened the window. I thought you left me, said Rusty. She was smiling from ear to ear super happy that her friend came back. Rusty emptied her pockets on the windowsill and the crow started eating happily. With a little courage, Rusty lightly and gently petted the crow. When the crow finished eating, it didn't fly away, but stayed to listen to Rusty's stories and made funny dances to amuse her. How nice it was to finally have a friend. The End Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids.
I Spy by Samvita Venkatesh at Storyweaver. Sanya was excited. She was turning six today. Papa was making his very special pav bhaji, and Sanya's best friends, Haman, Zoya, Harpreet, Jude, Karan, Maria, Priya, who was very bossy, Rohan and Shan were coming for the party. Knock, knock. It was Maria. She had brought a big present. Ooh. Knock, 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 knock. Soon all nine guests had arrived. Hooray. Let's pay I Spy, said Sanya. Sanya loved I Spy because she knew how to stay very, very quiet. Once Maria could not find her for a whole hour. The birthday girl should count, yelled Priya, who was very bossy. Knock, knock. Who could it be now? It was Jude's papa, looking smart. He drove cars for a big hotel. I have been called in to work, he said. Jude has to go home to his baby sister. I'm sorry, Jude. Happy birthday, Sanya. Jude left, looking sad. Sanya was sad too. Now there were only eight guests at her party. Come on, yelled Priya, who was very bossy. Let's start the game. Sanya glared at her, but then closed her eyes and began to count. One, two, three. Karen rolled himself into a mat. Four, five, six. Priya hoisted herself into the loft. Seven, eight, nine. Harpreet ran out of the door. Ten, yelled Sanya. Ready or not, here I come. Eight people to find. Sanya ran around the room like a mad thing and tripped over the mat. Ow, said Sanya. Ow, said the mat. I spy Karen, sang Sanya. Poor Karen. How many left to find? Seven. Bow, wow, wow. Sanya's dog Raja dashed into the room with the pink dupata. Zoya came running in behind him. Bad dog, she shouted. Naughty dog. I spy Zoya, laughed Sanya. That was easy. How many left to find? Six. Sanya dashed into the bedroom. No one behind the mattresses. Nothing inside the trunk. Achoo! sneezed the cupboard. Sanya yanked the door open. Achoo! sneezed Rohan again. Too much dust in here, grumbled Arman. I spy Rohan and Arman, clapped Sanya. How many left to find? Four. Sanya climbed up to the roof. Something moved the behind the water tank. Sanya crept closer. Hiss! The cat shot out straight into the clothesline. Yeah! Mama Sari yelled with fright and fell in a heap on the ground. I spy Shan! cheered Sanya. How many left to find? Three. Shoo! Go away! No! What was going on? Sanya hurried into the garden. Behind the hibiscus bushes, she saw two scared girls and one fat bee. I spy Harpreet, shouted Sanya, running away from the bee. And Maria. How many left to find? One. The smell of the very special pav bhaji filled the house. Sanya's stomach began to growl. Cake cutting time, Sanya, called Mama. We're all waiting. Happy birthday to you, sang everyone. Hello, yelled an angry voice. You haven't found me yet. I spy Priya. Sanya tried not to laugh. Cake? Harpreet giggled. Zoya chuckled. How dare you laugh at... Priya shook her fist. Thud. 
she fell out of the loft onto a pile of pillows. Sanya did not laugh. She helped Priya up and cut her a big slice of cake. Thank you, said Priya. She didn't sound bossy anymore. Happy birthday, Sanya. Sanya smiled. How many left to find? Zero. The end. Thank you for reading with storyberries.com. Free stories for kids. <laughs>